We are recording. Hooray. Uh, we are rec- recording, reviewing um, Air, the movie about signing Michael Jordan to a shoe deal. A very rare uh, shoe movie. Yeah, it, I mean, with, without context... Um, it doesn't sound all that interesting. It's just like, yeah, this guy, this guy signed a, a deal to to have a shoe named after him. It's just like, whoa, all right, cool, whatever, move on. But then, um, but then like the president that it but that it sent, um, established was like actually really important for the industry itself. So the historical significance is also much larger than a lot of people realize. Um, definitely more than I realize. Not that I give a, a flying fuck about shoes. Um, I have one pair that I, that I'll have for pretty much everything I do. And then in about four years, when they're about five or six years old, I'll get another pair and that's about all I do. Um, I don't spend a lot of money on shoes. I've never been that kind of guy. Um, but you can always appreciate, um, the importance of stuff like this. So it was, it was a neat story and you know, there's just not enough great basketball, basketball movies out there in general. So it's, it kind of fit fit that mold because you got a lot of background on MJ for a bit, um, but yeah. Otherwise, very great, very good all around movie. I'm thrilled that it was um, as good as it was. It was a great basketball movie that had very little basketball in it. Exactly. <laughs> I think the most basketball you saw was the very beginning when you're introduced to Matt Damon's character, and then like the the clips they intercut into the film with like Stockton or. Jordan, um, it's yeah, all like yeah. There was there wasn't like a lot of footage. It was it was mostly name drops, is what it was. Yeah, but I mean, at the I know when they were doing like the draft, um, the draft breakdown of like what athletes they want to go after. There was a lot of like, oh, well, what about this kid from Gonzaga? And it kept cutting to like John Stockton, yeah, clips, and, and then they kept on making fun of it. But you're saying, like, do you even know where Gonzaga is? <laughs> I, I'll be so, honest. I didn't know where Gonzaga was. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, didn't know where so. it was. I, I don't even know what the fuck Gonzaga means. Um, but, yeah, it was also a cool reminder of uh, how stacked that draft class was. There was a lot of uh, good handful of Hall of Famers that came out of that out that year. So that was always really cool. Um, otherwise, I mean, so the movie itself, because it was like a historical drama, I guess is what that, you'd call it. Um, and it had Matt Damon. Yeah. I immediately associated it with Ford vs. Ferrari, which is a movie that I love. It did have kind of the yeah. same vibe. They gave me very similar vibes. Um, and I'd say it was right around that level of entertainment as well. I don't know. The rewatch value is quite there, but I have Ford vs. Ferrari. I will praise for the end for the rest of my life. I love that movie. But Air is um, is right around there in terms of how interesting it was for me to watch. Uh, I found it more interesting than I thought it was going to be because it, they broke down a lot of the like, um, behind the scenes, like business things that go into, or at least at the time went into like signing athletes yeah. to like shoe deals. Um, you know, they had everybody together for like a draft breakdown type deal, you know, who they wanted to go after. And then they talked about like um, going to these um, 
like all star high school games to scout people to. Oh and yeah, that was what Damon's to, job was to get much. them to get them before their NBA guys to to yeah. lock in their loyalty ahead of time while they're cheaper. Yeah. So it was it was interesting to see all that, and then to see what like uh, uh, Matt Damon's uh, character Sam Vaccaro did to like get Jordan. Or even just, just to like the, get a deal to just talk to him. The risk he took on top of it, kind of throwing his career on the line, not just his, but other other guys' jobs right. in the process. It was very, it was a very risky play uh, for him to do so, but it obviously paid off significantly. Um, yeah, and it was it was also kind of cool because they also, I forgot the other guys' names. Sorry, um, <laughs> but the other the other guys who were involved and in how and how they went on to also influence the industry in their own ways is on top of it. Um, it, it, it very much was like, yeah, all these guys turned into like superstars of the industry here and there contributed one way or another. And so, um, but again, it all, it all stems from just this one deal that just changed the course of the business and the industry, uh, going forward. And yeah, you know, for a shoe deal, it was a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Like I had, I had decent expectations going into it, uh, I think I still and it still uh, um, exceeded my expectations on that front. Um, I found it interesting when they were like they were talking about like the business itself and they were like Adidas is like number one. Converse is number two. Um, and Nike isn't even in the kind of deal or in that realm because they're like a running shoe. Like, I think they even talked about it. A little bit. They're like, we do running shoes. Like yeah, that, shoes like that, that was their thing. That was a niche in the market that they controlled. Yeah. Not, again, not that I would know anything about fucking shoes. I um, did know that I, somebody or something I watched told me that they started as like more of a running shoe than anything. Um, I didn't know it was that to that extent. Um, so that was interesting. I will say... They did make a point. It's like the re, like the running shoe is is the great kind of shoe to have because when someone buys a running shoe, they don't just use it for running; they use it for everything in everyday life. And you know, it realized, yeah, I'm the exact kind of person that would buy one pair of running shoes and then use it to live my entire life in. Yeah, that's just <laughs> that's just me. Um, like the prices that basketball shoes go for nowadays is insane to me hundreds of dollars for these shoes it's nuts um the power of a brand is nothing to fuck around with no because they meant because they i mean they pointed that out right away at the at the end and the like in the credits and like oh this is what happened immediately afterwards it's like oh yeah 168 million dollars in one year for the shoes after like only ever having a few million dollars for their all-time for their record it's just like holy shit People really love these fucking shoes. And um, and that's why signing players is important. I mean, if I had to pick someone modern day who like kind of uh, like really put a brand's name out there, I'd probably say Steph Curry and Under Armour. Not that I knew yeah. anything about Under Armour before then, but then Steph signs that massive deal with them. And when I think of Under Armour, I, I think of Steph Curry. Plain and simple. So it still it still happens all the time nowadays. It's just you got to have the right name for it, and they committed to Michael Jordan, and it was a hell of a payout. 
and he is rich as fuck from that. Yeah. That's probably where most, uh, most of his money comes from, I guess. Um, I don't actually know what his net worth is. His just know net that worth? A, yeah, I just know that it's a lot. Um, I don't, I don't know. He's loaded. That's all that matters. His, his shoe deal though, with making money off the, the sale, I didn't know that that was a thing that he did. Or I guess his mother did really. Yeah. Uh, by, uh, Viola Davis's character was, um, well, you know, is Viola Davis. She killed it. Uh, the perfect character in that sense. Um, her importance to the deal was also something they were, they emphasized like greatly. Uh, I don't know if Jordan said a single word in this movie. He did. Like, he said hi to Sam Vaccaro at the sounds, very end. Sounds about right. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they did a great job of really make, uh, showing this like, yeah, he, he, this was his mother that, that negotiated this and got everything. He was, he didn't want to do it. He wasn't there. Like he wasn't going in with full intentions of actually signing the deal there. He was ba- basically a background character of his own story. Um, so that was a really cool way to do it. They did not show his face the entire movie either. Um, yeah, I think that, I thought that was fine because it definitely put the emphasis on his mother and her contribution to it. So I thought that was totally fine. And then, of course, the casting. I think the casting across the board was great. Uh, yeah. With uh, Damon and Affleck, of course, are best buddies in the world. And then uh, Bateman was a perfect fit involved as well. I think, yeah, I think casting-wise, there was uh, it was flawless choices. Yeah, I don't have much to complain about this movie. About in fact, I don't think I have anything to complain about the movie. I thought this movie was amazingly good for like not being talked about a lot. I know, and I know Ben Affleck is a sports nut. That's why he wanted to make it. But like, it was very like thoughtful, and like I like the fact that they didn't include uh, a whole lot of Jordan because it's. Yeah, it's about him signing his deal, but like you want to keep the focus on Matt Damon's character and the company, not Jordan. You know, yeah, what I mean? like the, the, the people who made everything happen. Right. So you don't have this focus on, you know, Michael. And you know what? Now that I think about it, has anyone made a Michael Jordan movie? Uh, Space Jam? No, I meant like an actual. <laughs> actual michael jordan movie um it's no. kind of surprising right i mean i guess the last dance is is, is like the closest you're gonna get as a se- uh well that's again that's a series not uh, not a movie um no not really every and there's nothing like about him there's just there's like like mike also not again doesn't have him at any point in the movie but it's just uh a, a oh movie. yeah he finds his shoes yeah. i remember that his yeah. magic shoes yeah um he's more is he's just more influential than he is just like on on screen and such uh no you're right I, there's really not like a definitive michael jordan movie i can think of outside of space jam yeah i'm just surprised and i never saw the second one no I, i'm not interested did they did anything have bad idea written on it more than the space jam 2 with lebron james like nothing against lebron james it's just that just sounded like a lame ass money grab. That was never going to be. It good. didn't seem. You want to know something? Is it? I, I feel like it was like too late. It was, oh, it was too. Yeah, it was way too late. Yeah, I, there wasn't enough for it to be like, oh well, it's too late, but I'll give it a chance. It was just like this is too late. I'm not going to watch this. 
And if I'm not mistaken, didn't that come out within a year or two of The Last Dance? Um, look that up. You know, think uh, timeline. I think, yeah, I think they were pretty close together. I didn't really associate them together all that much. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think they were right around the same time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can't just take a concept like that and then do it again down the line with someone different and think it's going to be as good. Cause like if Under Armour tried to come out with a, with a movie about signing Steph Curry, sorry, immediately less interested than I would be with Jordan. It's just, they did, they got to it first and they made, and they made a great movie out of it. I don't need another story like this. And there needs to be something like really groundbreaking for it to, to hold or to justify. Again, if, if this wasn't um, a thing where like athletes never got any revenue share ahead of time, like that's what makes this story stand out is that it changed the way that the industry uh, signs players. That was the, that was the historical significance of the movie. That and it also built Nike, of course. Um, but you need something like that to say this was a turning point. Um, for for an industry or or a story or, or what sense? So that's what carried this in the sense of um, justifying it being made. Otherwise, it's just sign, it's just signing a, some dude to a, to a shoe deal. So Last Dance came out in twenty twenty. Space Jam came out in twenty twenty one. Okay. So I think that probably cut its legs out from under it because um, you basically got a Michael Jordan movie, and then once. They start pushing, hey, Space Jam's coming out. Probably people are like, but it's not Michael Jordan. So, you know, why, yeah. why do another one? That's my opinion. I think I'm also just, also just don't watch cartoons anymore. So it's just <laughs> the interest in seeing the Looney Tunes was just not, it's just not really there. Um, and it's kind of weird because like people shit on Space Jam all the time, which I don't understand because it's like, it's a cartoon. Entertaining. Yeah, it's it's. It, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a cartoon with some li- with with a live action Michael Jordan in it, and people try and take it a little too seriously. It's a kids movie. It's a kids movie. Who cares? It's not it, uh, movies like that are not often good. They're meant for kids and they're entertaining. And he just kind of broke through because oh shit, it's Michael Jordan. Everybody likes Michael Jordan. Um. But yeah, now we're now I'm thirty. So I don't watch Looney Tunes. So I wasn't going to watch it with LeBron James. Sorry. Not sorry. So that does it for our review of Space Jam 2. Yeah. Now back to <laughs> the air. Mo- the movie that we never saw. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to think of like scenes I really loved in air. I loved a lot of them. But um, the speech in the meeting itself. The speech in the meeting was really good. The fucking, uh, when they tell Phil Knight, come in late. Yeah. (laughs) And he comes in late and he won't shut up. And he's like, I'm I'm late. That's how important this, (laughs) this is to me. Yeah. And then, uh, the one scene I loved and I thought it made like, I, I, it solidified the movie as one of my favorites we've seen lately was when Phil Knight's telling everybody at this like impromptu meeting where they're like obvious they're eating takeout, they got beers, they're sitting in the Nike like a Nike office room uh, or the cafeteria or whatever, all the lights are off, no one's there and there's like a single light over him and he's like, "Listen, I want you guys to focus on your breathing." Okay? <laughs> focus on your breathing and he's like, "Make sure you breathe out and then you breathe right back in." 
okay? And he starts, like, doing his breathing exercise. And he goes, I'll see you guys tomorrow. And then leaves. And Chris Tucker's like, did anyone fucking understand that? Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I love Chris Tucker in this movie. I totally, I totally <laughs> forgot to mention it. Dude, where's Chris? I don't know what Chris Tucker has been doing over the last few years. I always thought, I always think he's been, he's just hilarious. I just love the way that he delivers lines. Uh, he was great. He was great in this too. It was um, a little, I think like a little different. I don't not say different. It's um, it was a good balance between the, his the way his character was and Matt Damon's character. I th- it was that was one of my favorite um, uh, partners, uh, uh, duos of the of the movie. Chris Tucker's hilarious, and he he had a really great part when he was like, okay, I want you to. Uh, Sam Vaccaro was like, I want you to meet me halfway through the office and take Jordan to the meeting room and like talk shop or whatever. And he doesn't. (laughs) And then um, when they get into the meeting, Chris Tucker shows up late. And what I love about this is they're, yeah, they have a moment of like, where were you? Like, and Chris, I don't know, like, I don't know if any other actor could have done this other than Chris Tucker, but he doesn't miss a beat when he's like, well, so-and-so told me that the best burgers in Oregon were in Portland or something like that. And he goes, and let me tell you something, Portland, as many people will tell you, isn't that far away? Well, they are lying. It is a whole world away. And I got lost on the way back or something like that. And it was great. I love that scene. Uh, yeah, it was just his delivery. And I mean, also just, it was, uh, like he said, like, I want you to do this cause I want you to talk to him. Cause it just felt like talking to went from corporate to someone like they would just con- disconnected to a whole lot more. Like the guy who knows how to speak to athletes, the, yeah, well, the, 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 the former, the former athlete, athlete yeah, knows exactly how to a, talk to the athletes. Yeah. It, it's his own, it's his own world. Um, and you need someone like that, someone that they can relate to. Like that's an, that's an important kind of person to have in those meetings. Right. Otherwise, you know, they're going to feel very, very much out of place. So cannot downplay the importance of Chris Tucker's character, um, in the movie and in the story. I, again, just like everybody else, I've forgotten all of their names. <laughs> we did see it almost over a week ago. Yeah, it's true. Over a week ago. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, it, I think it was a week ago today. Yeah. What? I'm pretty sure it was. Huh. It feels like so much longer. Oh, well. I don't think we did it on... Never mind. Who cares? Um, but yeah, I already I already forgot all their names. But I appreciate what they what they did. Um, I, can't, I don't even have to say that because I've never bought a pair of Jordans. I've never bought a pair of basketball shoes before. That's all I buy is basketball shoes. But the most I've gone is I bought a pair of Carmelo's once. Carmelo has a shoe line? Yeah, but they were really cool looking. I still have them. I barely wore them. Um, well, no, that's not true. I wore them quite a bit, but I think I still might have them. I don't remember. Um, and um, I've always wanted a pair of Jordan Concords, which I know you have no idea what those are. Nope. But they're the the black, like uh, the black insole kind of thing running down the bottom of it. Okay. And then it's white. The rest of it's white. He wore them, I think it was later, like the later 90s. And then, of course, I want, like, his retro pairs that were in the they were in the movie. Yeah. 
Um, I just at this point can't just I cannot justify spending that much money on a pair of shoes. Did they did they go uh, do the fine every like how long did that last for? Where they paid the the five the five thousand dollar fine for uh, breaking the rules of the shoe. I have to look that up. It's, I'm, I'm I meant actually, to look. I'm that actually up. very I mean, curious about that. It, it is interesting to think they ha- that there's a bunch of rules about the shoes that people wear to their games. And looking at because we have the Timberwolves and Nuggets game up right now, I'm looking at it. It looks like they have very much decided that those rules were stupid because there are dudes on here with zero white on their shoes. Uh, it says they did. Oh, they went, well, like how long did, how, how many years did they do that? Did they do that throughout the entire time or up until they changed the rule? Well, uh, the first article that comes out is from Temple University and it says, Oh, you look that up. Also, I want to know where the fuck does all the fine money go? Does the NBA just pocket it? No, it goes to... Actually, I don't know what the NBA does, but I can tell you what baseball does. Baseball do. Baseball, it goes to uh, profit sharing. Hmm. Fines, fines go to profit sharing. They count as profit. <laughs> so basically what it means is fines go into... And I think it goes into like the lower... The um, smaller market teams. Interesting. So, like, the Yankees going over the luxury tax, and then they get that fine. Yeah. The fine will go to, like, Oakland. <laughs> um, I don't know. How, I don't know how I feel about that. Because, like, it happened with the NBA where, um, where the Mavericks just got fined, like, $750,000 because they sat their players in that, uh, in that last game where they weren't able to eliminate from playoffs yet. So they got fined for it. And in my mind, I'm just like, that's a whole lot of money. Where is that money going? In my mind, I'm just like, how about you give it back to the fans that got cheated out of a fantastic game that they could have watched? They got nothing. They got and they got screwed out of it. I would say give the money back to the fans, refund everybody's tickets. Um, But I highly doubt they're going to do that. And then, yeah, it just started making me thinking, where does all that fine money go? I don't uh, I'm sure there's reasons why they do things. I'm sure there is a place I'd rather the money go instead. Uh, this other website called uh, sportscasting.com says they paid the fines. Because I guess the fines didn't go to Jordan, really. They went to no, Nike. Nike, yeah. Nike t- took it. So what? How much was that then? So for 82, uh, for 82 games, $400,000 to wear this shoe? Probably, yeah. Something <laughs> they, basically, they basically doubled the the budget just to pay for the fines. I'm curious to know when that's ended. That's what I'm curious about. Cause look, the the players now don't give a fuck. No, but aren't most of them like, I think the rule is they have to have white on them somewhere. What is everyone's obsession with white? I have no idea. It used to be there that there's not a single bit of white on that. Shit. There is the souls are, the souls are white. Gross. Anderson's souls are white. It looks stupid. I don't know. It's you got a problem, dog? Griffin, enough. <laughs> Chill, dog. <laughs> Dog's been fucking scratching his ear for like a minute straight. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the what the league's obsession obsession is over over this shit. I remember the NFL got got trashed on because they had some picky rules about their shoes as well. Just who cares? Um, as long as it's like an actual basketball shoe, then fine. 
No, I don't think I don't think anything matters on how it looks. As long as you know nothing's gonna fucking fall off the shoe. I'm surprised that they let NFL players like wear chains and shit in the games. That surprises me. Is that DeAndre Jordan? Uh, I think that is DeAndre Jordan. Does he have a shoe? He almost <laughs> certainly does not have a shoe. Um, it is DeAndre Jordan. Uh, we were <laughs> we were thinking about that the other day. Where the hell is this dude in the league? There he is. He's on Denver. He's gonna win a championship. Um. Anyway. Uh. Anything else in the movie? I loved, like you said, I loved all the characters. I loved Bateman's character, too. His character was great. He's like, well, you, you have a meeting with Jordan. What are you going to say? And Matt Damon's character goes, our Nike's basketball division is awful. And he goes, <laughs> and if Matt da- or Jason Bateman's character goes, I don't love it. And I just found it really great. Um, I guess we can get to the ranking. It was it was a very cut and dry movie, but it was like you got to see it. Like it was very yeah. good. It had great characters in it. I didn't get bored at any point in it. It was really just fun all around. I really enjoyed it. I see it again. If there was one thing because again I associate this with Ford vs Ferrari. If there was one thing that Ford vs Ferrari had, it was a it was a villain, and there was a villain in that movie, the fucking corporate douchebag who screwed uh, Ken Miles. Uh, well, kept kind of, kept screwing him over the entire movie. There was like no, oh, yeah. yeah, there was like it, I physically hated that guy by the end of it. Um, there it was, was so great because he like constantly would insult uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, he's like, listen, fat fuck, Jordan's <laughs> not gonna go in for a meeting with you, and like Matt Damon would just keep like nagging him or like poking him. Yeah, like well, you would sell off your family if it meant you know. He goes, I'm gonna die alone with no friends. <laughs> You know, we sell my business for millions of dollars. For like for a minute, it looked like Ben Affleck was going to be the corporate guy who was going to get in the way. Yeah. But then ev- eventually he was the guy who's just like, yeah, fuck it. Just do it. Just go ahead and do it. And everyone was on the same page. So there was no like incense of Bill in the movie. That was like maybe the only thing that sets him apart. Otherwise, it was a great it was it was a great flick. Yeah. It, and you know what I loved was. um Ben Affleck's character was so quirky. It was great. Like that. Remember when, um, stealing shit. out of the fucking Yeah. That, that part <laughs> I, loved, I loved, he goes into his own, hit the cafeteria of the building he owns for the company he runs. And then like, that was like a ongoing joke. There was nobody in the cafeteria. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause Matt Damon went in. There's just like, there's no one here to pay, right? I'm just going to take the food. <laughs> It's just like, who cares? And then, like, I think it was Chris Tucker or somebody else mentioned something like, oh, well, she wasn't there, so I just grabbed it. And then the end of the movie, they're waiting. I think they were, were they waiting for Jordan to call or? No, it was, I think it was, it was after. after the fact. And he, like, Ben Affleck is standing at the cashier's table with looking at, like, the, the candy bars are sat, like, right next to it. And he fucking takes a handful of, I forget what they're called, like, good... What were they called? I don't know. He just took them and put them in, into his into his jacket pocket I or his sweater. I remember uh, the name. Sweater. It was fun. I just I just love those things of the <laughs> when the when the rich guys are still super cheap. It's like I'm not paying for this shit. I'm I'm still ghetto. I'm I'm stealing it right off the shelf. Uh no, there were there were a lot of little things like that that I really enjoyed. And then like even the last scene where Damon goes out to run. And he gets like twenty steps and yeah, then he's stops. Like, no, he's like, I'm not doing this. This sucks. 
This is terrible. And he's just muttering. He's just shitting on running quietly to himself as he walks away for like a minute. Uh, that was great. It was such a good movie. I loved it so much. Ratings? Uh, yeah, let's get to it. Um, what was your favorite shot? Favorite shot? Probably mm. of the shoe. There were a few, there were a few, um, a few different shots, like of the shoes on the table, like presenting them. Yeah. There were some really nice shoe shots. Okay. Um, I, I mean, there was a lot of like cool shots, but nothing that really stood out to me. Uh, if I had to pick one, it would have had to have been of, uh, Jordan walking with his family to the Nike building. And he turns that corner and the camera's behind him and you only get like the back of him. Yeah. And it and the camera's low, so it's like you're really you're looking at this larger than life character. Yeah, as if it's based as on if, a larger than life person. As if you're there. Because you know, right. you, you see these guys on TV when they're in games next to a bunch of other super tall people people. You see them in real life, they're like, Oh yeah, that's that's exactly who you think it is. You right. can tell because they're two feet taller than everyone around them. Right. So I love that shot. So um what about dialogue um i matt damon's speech is is hard to beat matt damon's speech was great uh because i don't want to take your idea i would say i'm i'm tied it's either this the um uh it was either like the matt damon back and forth with jason bateman of the our our basketball division sucks or it had to have been because I just thought it was humorous. Or it had to have been, um, um, when they're having the talk, orig- the very first talk about signing Jordan, like in the bathroom. No, they're in the or uh, like Phil Knight's the- office. Okay, and he goes, "I want to sign Michael Jordan." He goes, "You want to sign Michael Jordan, a rookie that's never played on an NBA floor?" And he goes, "Yeah, that's what." A rookie That's means. literally what the definition and of a rookie is. And I just thought that was is. hilarious. <laughs> and that kind of made made the point of, oh, Phil Knight is going to be that aloof guy the whole movie? Yeah. Which he is. So that would be mine. Um, favorite scene. This is a tough one for me. Favorite scene. Um, there are a few. I mean, I don't want to do. I don't want to do the meeting. That's too generic. Uh, I will like in the be- like in the beginning when they're first going through the draft and like oh, who are these players that we're gonna sign? We're getting a lot of name drops. See, that was and, one of mine. Yeah. And then the guy was just like, "Oh, I, I like this guy. I, I, yeah, I like it was this like guy." A, and he's like, "What do you like about his game?" And it, the guy it was like no, a player for Louisville or something. Yeah, he had he, no answer for it at all. You can just tell the guy's just talking straight out of his ass. Um, I thought that I thought that was great. And then they, like that's that's why they're that's why the the. <laughs> The basketball part sucks because you have people like that running it. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because Matt Damon's like, "But why? But why do you like him?" He goes, "He's a natural leader." And he goes, "A natural leader." And he goes, "Yeah, and he helps. The, he supports the team. He's there when they need him." And he goes, "He had 17 assists all year last year." <laughs> uh, and he's like, "What the fuck? Like, what do you want me to say?" It was just that was great. For me, it was either going to be that. The impromptu meeting before Jordan comes, the meeting between Sam Vaccaro and Jordan's mom, or or the phone call. The phone call was really good too. The phone call was good, but 
wasn't in my wasn't one of the ones I was thinking about. I, I mean, I thought about it, but I I I wouldn't put it there. But it had to be that or the um um oh god, man, I just had it. Um they, they were talking about Jordan, like, his mom was like, listen, we'll do it, but you got to do the, like, 5% ownership thing. Yeah, that was where... a phone call. Okay, so maybe, yeah, I am. I'm Sorry, this there, were a lot, there were a lot of phone calls in this movie. There was a lot of phone calls, yeah. And so, if I had to pick one, it had to be that impromptu meeting, because I thought it was so interesting. Yeah. Because it was, like, breaking down this whole thing. But the second part would have to be... If I a close second, very close second, almost a tie, would be the conversation between Matt Damon and Viola Davis in person, because she was like, and it had that really cool part where she was like, he was asking her, "Is he here?" And she was like, "Yes, but you're not gonna see him." And um, it had a lot of that moment had a lot of um, say in the rest of the movie because he wasn't supposed to meet them. He wasn't supposed to go to them. He went around the, yeah. the agent. And then she, he gave her advice on meeting these people, uh, Adidas and Converse, and they went exactly how he said they would. Yeah. They're going to wear red, the red ties for the Bulls. They're going to say they've only seen this one, you know, a couple times uh, before, and they all play for Converse. In Adidas, there's five people running it, and he, all of them are going to give you a different answer, and they did. So I, it had to be one of those. If I had to pick one, though, it would have to be the, the impromptu meeting because that impromptu meeting was fucking hilarious. Hello, doggy. Uh, you know, it, w- it did give me, like, she gave me, like, King Richard vibes almost in the sense of the, of the parental figure kind of re- stepping in and, like, really making sure that their, uh, that their star... Uh, child was getting everything that they really deserved. Uh, I think, well, I think King Richard was a little different because way more of a control freak in that sense. Um, and, but Viola Davis here is very much, um, showed off like, yeah, I, this is, I, I'm in control of this. You, you know what, we, we know what everybody wants. Uh, we're going to get the right deal because someone's going to make it. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, all the scenes were great. Down right. to this, so we'll down to to this the, rating? Yeah, down to the rating. What do you have out of 50? I'm going to go with a 47 or 48. I think I'm going to sit at a 48. No, 47. No, 48. 48. Locked in at 48. Okay, so I have a 47. The only thing I hold against it is... Um, the working around like Jordan's not supposed to be really a part of it. It would have been cool to see him once or twice. That's fine. But, um, there were some parts of it that were a little, um, eh, I'm not going to get into it. It was, I thought it was great. It was a great, one of the better movies we saw recently. So yeah, definitely. So definitely go out and check air. Uh, it's a, it's a great start because this, as we get closer to the summer, there's a lot more good movies expected to come out this year. Significantly better than last year. That's yeah. for sure. So go check out air. If you haven't already stars, Ben Affleck, Chris Tucker, Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, Viola Davis. 
about uh, the Jordan signing with Nike or the pursuit of him signing with Nike. It's a great movie, great performances, and let us know what you think.